Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch. Good morning. Happy Friday, everybody. Benny Woods, 97.3 The Fence. Get our heads right, best we can, on this uh, Friday, January 27th, 2023. uh, In my opinion, the longest and worst month of the year is coming to an end soon, and I look forward to that very, very much. I'm Woodsy. I sound like crap. I feel like crap. You can probably tell. But I think I'm well enough to play. I'm well enough to play today. I'm going to do the best that I can. Not feeling uh, super dynamic at all, but I'm, I'm here. I'm on uh, chloroseptic, lidocaine, Adderall, Alka-Seltzer, cough drops, uh, and vitamin C tabs. So, I'm doing the best I can. Crushing. Crushing. So, there's a weird concoction flowing through my veins right now, but... We'll see how it works out. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindo. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, is here as well. Good morning, Benjamin. I, for one, am glad to see you here. Since it's radio, even though you may sound terrible, you look amazing. Do I? I mean, toned, fit, Mm. amazing this morning. I don't know that now's the best time to take shots at my... I'm not appearance. taking shots. I am creating the theater of the mind and, and making everyone imagine well, people that you, know. you look fantastic this morning. People know better. I, I know we're not I mean we're not supposed to be doing this anymore. I know. Like but at the same time I have you guys have been gone so much. Correct. Well, and I texted you guys yesterday. I got home. I was feeling like death after I got home. I was so tired. Uh throat was killing me. So I tested, I did a COVID test. And I thought, man, I hope it's not COVID. Um, I took the test, was fine, no no COVID. So I texted you boys, I said, look, this is where I'm at. I said, I have a sore throat, my body aches a little bit, but all in all, I don't feel terrible. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, well, I said, and so I said, if you guys want me to come in, I'm, I'm feeling good enough to come in. Bro, last night, the restless sleep that I, I tossed and turned all night long. I think that has a lot to do with it, too, why I don't feel spectacular right now, but... Um, yeah, it's, it feels like that time I had strep, but hopefully it's not strep because well, then everybody's getting I will it. say, sometimes you do like to violate my personal space. And yeah. If I could ask you to refrain from that today and keep your distance, okay. that, would be, that would be appreciated. I think I can do that. Uh, does this happen to you guys out there um, listening and, and, and women 
why do you do this? Why do you guys get mad at us when we get sick? Does that ever happen to you guys? Oh, it's happened many times. Does it? Yeah. What's the what's the psychological reasoning behind that? I couldn't tell you. I mean, I think many of our wives and significant others have done a very good job just taking care of us in general. Correct. And then when we get sick, it feels like it's a it's just an added level <laughs> that no one needed in the first place that could be frustrating. This is all hypothetical, by the yes. way. This is purely, purely hypothetical. My beloved wife would never. But I was laying in bed yesterday, and I was moaning. Because that's it's probably just man flu. And you know how we are when we get the man flu. And I just lay in bed, I go, ah, ah. And I didn't know she was home. So I was walking into the kitchen to get some water. And she's there at her desk. I go, hey. Did you not hear me moaning in there? She goes, I did. And I go, Do you, did you not want to come check on me? She goes, no, I didn't. And I go, oh, all right. I love you. I'm going to go back to bed. And then last night she was getting very, very uh, annoyed that I was sick. And I don't know the psychology behind it. I wish I did. Hypothetically, of course. It's one of life's mysteries. It is one of yeah. life's great mysteries. And I... I don't want to be sick. I don't like being sick. I just want to feel good. I want to go out and throw the ball around with my kids. I want to cook dinner for everybody. I want to go to the grocery store. I want to do all the things I do on a daily basis. But yesterday was just not that day. But I still managed to bathe the kids, get uh, get both of them down for one of them down for bed. You know, did my part. So well, I can certainly if you're the kind of person who. At the tiniest bit of sickness, shuts it all down, sure. leans into it, and says, "All right, I can't be helpful for the next eight days because I have a, a touch of a cold." Yes, that would be very annoying. But if you, you know, if you're still carrying your weight, you're still showing up work, you know, you're doing what you need to do, then yes, a, a modicum of sympathy would be appreciated. It is a weird. It's a weird hypothetical situation. Hypothetically, hypothetically, does it have anything to do with having children, and yes. now it, the responsibility is mostly on well the hypothetical spouse? Because hypothetically I as well, Polly, <laughs> we were hypothetically gone for eight days, and somebody have hypothetically had to take care of two absolute nightmares for eight straight days. Now we were in the desert golfing with Matt Strom, playing fantasy baseball. Having a grand old time, and then I just waltz back into town. Just figure yourself. I was on a work trip. Yeah, I was on a work trip as well. That's true. Hypothetically, I uh, and then I, you know, we get home and I'm like, oh god, I'm dying. I don't feel good. So, uh, but yeah, hypothetically, it's I'll never really understand it. Speaking of a fantasy camp last week, it's like a bucket list item for many people. Yeah, many. Do people. you actually have a bucket list though? Did either of you like? I mean, it doesn't even have to necessarily be written down. I know some people actually. Have written we'll write it down. down or at least put it in like the notes section of their phone, like the bucket list, things that I would like to do on this planet sometime during my lifetime, like big, big accomplishments, big dreams that they'd like to do. I feel like I've done most of mine. I am I am actually like morally, not morally, but I'm opposed. I don't want to create a bucket list. I feel like that would just be adding a lot of pressure that I don't want. Like, oh my, not there's this and this and this, and I haven't done any of them yet, and I'd feel a lot of pressure. Now, I consider certain items to be like, oh, on the list, or if it was really cool, well, that was that was a bucket list item after the fact. After the fact. Right. Yes, say, yes, I'll, I'll yes, take yes. that off, but I don't actually create one. I was wondering if people out there actually do like have a, a literal bucket list somewhere of things that they'd like well, to do. There's places, certainly. You know, I, I'd love to see Rome. 
I'd love to go to Greece. Yeah. I'd love to go to um I'd love to go to Amsterdam. I'd love to go I Paris was on it. I did that. That was incredible. Um I've been to Australia, been to New Zealand. You know, there's a couple of places I would like to go, bucket list places, but no like, you know, I got I got travels a lot of mine, but travels I'm probably a lot not going to get everywhere I'd like to be. I mean, I'd love to see like Singapore looks kind of amazing with yeah. those big buildings. The Great and Wall of China would be incredible. That would be really fun. The pyramids I've would be amazing. I've always wanted to stay in one of those um, those tropical resorts oh, where the, they're, the where they're on, on the water. water. Yeah, yes. like they, oh. they build out the and you can see the down. hotel and yeah, you look down. That's like the water. Fiji. You, like, you I jump think. right off your patio and you're in the ocean, Bro, sort of thing. That's yeah. on mine. We should do it together. That would be fun. That'd be a blast. Goes a show. Go a show. <laughs> Adam, can we get that pushed through? We got a sponsor to cover that one, right? Sure, yeah. And just us broadcasting from Fiji. The quick flight to the <laughs> seashells or <laughs> I would love that. God, I would love that. That's one of mine. That I will I will yeah. say staying in one of those would be a bucket but list. But then there's also item. a lot of things that I always say. I would Yeah, I'd like to do that. You have and a lot of golf courses and I, I do too. I do, I do as well. But you know, Augusta National, I don't know that I'll ever get to play it. I Probably don't want, not. I want to feel like my life was not complete because I didn't get to play it at some <laughs> right. point. But if I ever do play it, I will absolutely say, Well, I got that. That off was a bucket, bucket list, list item. even though I don't have a bucket list. But then there's a lot of little things that I always say. I would like to do that at some point. Two and chicks then, at the same time. And then I just kind of don't, and then you just kind of let I'll it go and I you forget about it. I'll tell you what I do, man. <laughs> Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> I bring it up because tonight I'm doing one of those things that I've always said. I would like to do that at some point. For years I've been saying, I'd like to do that at some point, but I've never really, I mean, it wasn't. it's not that hard. It doesn't require an arm and a leg or, I'm, a giant cost. That I'm so time. excited for this. But it required someone else kind of suggesting it and me then agreeing to it. But And by the way, Tier 1s, you're going to be very proud of Benjamin tonight. I am um, very for the proud. first time, finally, and I did say many times, I'd like to do that. It looks kind of, like, kind of cool. I'm going to go down across the border yes. and go to a Cholos soccer game yes! tonight. Going with Shelly and some friends who've your, been down there before. Your street cred We're just went through the roof. Eat tacos, which I am looking forward to you immensely. Are very, very. And much then a fan we're going to go to the game, which I'm also I've heard is a really fun, cool experience. And I've been saying probably for like seven years. Oh, I got to do that. I need to do that, and I just keep saying it, but then never doing anything about it. And then finally today going to do something about it. I'm going to go down there and, and see what it's all about. And if I agree, yes, that was a really fun and cool experience. Our beloved California, in which we live, was my ultimate bucket list. It's all. It's the only place I ever wanted to be. I wanted to live here since second grade, uh, and I, I managed to do that. And so that was one that I crossed off my list uh, 13 years ago and never been happier. I mean, it's just for me, it's all I ever, it's the only place I ever wanted to be. And it's still surreal that I'm actually here. Um, so that was a big one for me, but I'm excited for you, I mean, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And if uh, tier ones have been down there and like got some advice, I have any advice, recommendations, call I, us. I know everyone has their, their crossing the border recommendations. Oh, walk across, get a Uber, whatever. Uh, you know, our friends have, uh, you know, they've done it before, so I'm just going to kind of, I'm just along for the ride. And it's what's weird is I don't even really know, like, are they doing well? Are they doing poorly in the standings? Is this a big game? Is this a meaningless game? I'm going to a sporting event, maybe for the first time in my life. Without a real sense. Without a real sense. Yeah. Of what it, I'm just That's going wild. to experience the event and the venue and the atmosphere and the people and see if I can just enjoy a sporting event without 
without really have a, a rooting interest. I mean, I'll, I'll pull for the Cholos, obviously. They're kind of our, our local team, but I don't. I haven't really been following them the last couple of years. How they've been doing? Are they are they near the top of the table? Are they trying to avoid relegation? Is this a league match? Is this a a? Fr- I have no idea what's going on actually for this one tonight. So I am just kind of looking forward to an experience that I have never done before. Try Hong Kong when you're there. That's a lot of fun. I've never been. I would like to go to Hong Kong. Like I said, Singapore, Asia, oh, Hong say Kong. Say that. I got say it. that. would be an interesting travel bucket list item. I'm sure it would. <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things. Would Shelly like to go with me? Is that a... At Hong, to yeah. Hong Kong? Yeah. I, I Based on what you've told me in the past, yes. <laughs> and I feel like her friends would like to go as well. <laughs> you could knock out a bunch of things on the bucket list tonight. Your bucket list. <laughs> as it were. Yes, as it were. <laughs> I've I've heard nothing but good things about that. All right. Well, I mean, I, if you do though, like a, I, I advice about you know, hey, go to the game. You need to try whatever this concession yeah. stand or. Are you, you know, nervous get, at all? Go, yeah, you're nervous. <laughs> Heck yeah! I, I went. It's I a went, whole other country. I know. It, I, you do get nervous going to another country for sure. I, I was riddled with anxiety when we went to London, and they speak the language you know that we speak. Uh, what was anxiety riddled going to Paris? Uh, and, and it's not it's not because I feel like I'm unsafe necessarily. Right. Yeah, no, me neither. You know, things can happen in this country as well. I just know that if something happened here in this country, I'd be able to successfully communicate with everybody and get home quite easily. You know, when you're somewhere across the border and there's you know complications with that, then you know it just makes you a little out of your comfort well, zone. Call Benny with your suggestions if you're so inclined. Uh, Bush says a Tijuana Toros baseball game would be better. But I think, you know, I don't think you can go wrong. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things about the Cholos games down there. I heard they're incredible. So have a great time. I'll be at home uh, sickly, cuddled up in bed, thinking about you. Uh, We've got a good show uh, for you today. If you missed it yesterday, the Padres announced their promotional lineup of, I mean... Can I I say that it was always, since the 13 years I've been here, it was a day that I dreaded? I dreaded it because... The response was always garbage. People were always furious. Uh, I did not see any of that yesterday. Not one bit. And do you think it's a symptom of the team winning and having great players now? Or do you think it's a symptom of them having some really good giveaways? Because I didn't see a little it's bit of both. A little both. bit of both, actually. Because I saw, all I saw were people like, oh, my God. My wife came home. She was all excited. I guess my I guess my question is, why? Why? You don't have to do this anymore. Well, it used to be the only thing that brought people to games. That's like true. The only time the Padres would ever come close to selling out a game is if they had a really cool Saturday night giveaway that everybody wanted, whether it was the T-shirt or the hat or the bobblehead. Also, yep. the giveaways are on like Monday nights or Wednesday day games or something. Like a lot of the bobbleheads are like Monday night games. Yes, where. The odds are, if it's going to not be a sellout, it's probably going to be a Monday versus a All right, Friday so, night. So yes, it may it may tick up that last little bit of attendance to bring them in. But let's be honest, the Padres could give away absolutely nothing this year. Do do if they want to do still probably their record attendance of all time. They've already capped season ticket sales, so or they're about to on February fourth. So this is. 
This almost seems like overkill at this point to put out a promotional it's calendar. Embarrassment like of riches. We get to watch one of the best teams in baseball every night and get really cool stuff. And, you know, we're getting like, look, a lot of teams have City Connect uniforms. The Padres very well could have had a City Connect uniform that looked cool, even with one of those terrible, terrible rosters that we've seen over the last yeah. ten or fifteen years. You could have gotten, you know, an Alexi Amarista of City Connect bobblehead night. But Instead, I'll tell you, you Manny Machado. I'll tell you too, if they had the City Connect with the crap roster that they'd run out there for years, it wouldn't have been the same. It just wouldn't have been the same as it is now. So I think maybe a uh, maybe a little bit of everything. Team looks great. Roster looks great. Lineup looks great. Uh, could use another pitcher. Doesn't matter. These giveaways, they knocked them out of the park. So with uh, th- that news, the, the news about the season ticket cap, Fan Fest coming up, we talked about the... Um, the regional broadcast network, the Valley Sports, uh, you know, pending bankruptcy, what that means. Uh, the CEO of the Padres is going to join us. It's like a, an early Friar Friday for us. Eric Gruppner will be with us at 8 o'clock this morning to answer our questions and probably a lot of the questions that you have out there as we head uh, into this 2023 season. So uh, stay tuned for that. Craig Elston, all of his uh, streaming recommendations at 735 on a Friday. And I'm desperate. All of our regular features like Don't Do This, Take on Woods, Flubs of the Week on a Friday, all coming up today. And Woods is going to make it. I, uh, I, f- I feel like I will. Sonny Diego John says Hong Kong is the bomb, Ben. Also, Cholos are in third spot from last place, and this is their fourth match of the year. All right, there's still time. It's early. Yeah, it's but early. you want to get out of the relegation zone. Yes. Start climbing up the, the table, as it, it were. Maybe you'll be their good luck charm. I'm, you got to send us a lot of pictures, please. All right, I will, uh, I will endeavor to do so. Looking forward to it tonight. Looking forward to the show today. Looking forward to uh, recapping a little Farmers Insurance Open action. Went out there not as long as the uh, first day, but I was out there for a little bit during the second round yesterday as well. We'll get to that coming up. A late charge by the favorites to not only stay on uh, the right side of the cut line, but to get back into contention as well. We'll talk about that coming up as we get started on a Friday with Paul Rindle and Stephen Woods. I'm Ben Higgins. It's Ben and Woods. We've got our first check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Thing, see how things are looking out there with Kelly Danik. Specter left us in 2022. Beautiful, beautiful song. I love that one. It's a great one. The Ronettes. Watch the uh, Phil Spector documentary. It's pretty gnarly. Pretty gnarly. It's on HBO, I think. Not the Al Pacino as Phil Spector horrid movie. 
just a documentary, three-parter, talking to his daughter. It's nuts, man. Very, very uh, highly recommended. Hey, look at me. I'm Craig Elston right now. Watch well, that. That wraps up our week of artists who left us in 2022. I'm sure we missed a few. Oh, uh, we did. Make the cut. Our apologies. But uh, we will move on next week. I guess Paulie will get the pick on Monday morning for a new Daily Diddy theme. Uh, we also are supposedly going to be wrapping up the Farmers Insurance Open this weekend. Uh, I, when I'm right, I'm right. And yesterday, I was wrong. I told you that. <laughs> I told you that all the uh, you know the, the no names would disappear from the leaderboard, and the you know the cream would rise to the top. But uh, the leaderboard is still filled with a bunch of who's that. After me. two rounds of the Farmers Insurance Open, led by. Sam Ryder, who shot the best round on Wednesday on the North Course, and then shot the best round yesterday on the South Course, Locked four in. under sixty-eight. Locked in. Uh, he is now at twelve under par. Wow! He's got a three-shot lead over Brendan Steele and a five-shot lead over Tano Goya of Argentina. And if you haven't heard of Tano Goya, uh, don't feel bad. I hadn't either. Uh, then you've got a bunch of guys at six under. Uh, Max Homa, maybe the biggest name there. Sahith Thigala at six under. That's kind of where you start seeing some names. But there's also a bunch of unknowns like Vincent Norman and Sam Stevens and Brent Grant at six under. And then you start seeing the the familiar names at five under. Colin Morikawa, Jason Day is at five under. And then at four under, maybe the uh, the big shocker because he was on the wrong side of the cut line for most of the first, you know, 31 holes of the first 36 holes. And then John Rahm, on his last five holes, goes eagle, birdie, wow. birdie, birdie. Jesus, God. Par, and finishes five under on his last five <laughs> to get to four under par. And now he's right back in it, tied for 14th place. And, you know, assuming Sam Ryder doesn't run away with this thing, and generally guys who've never won on the PGA Tour don't make their first win, hey, I won by 14 strokes, and uh, I had the best round every single day. It's Tory Pines. He'll probably come back to the field. I would say that John Rahm is right back in this thing with a chance to win his third straight on the PGA Tour. So now Ryder goes back to the north? No, that's all oh, south, it's from, all now south from now on. It's all Yee, south boy. from now on. Okay. Now, he played very well in very tough conditions. I mean, windy. John Rahm said, was asked yesterday uh, in, the, in the media center, can you compare the conditions of the two rounds? And he goes, yeah. Yesterday was very, very easy. Today was very, very hard. That's that's your comparison. But, you know, on, on Wednesday, the first round, he did not play well. And then yesterday, he, he finished very strong and had a much better round despite the tougher conditions. But the courses Woods played, uh, they both played about four strokes harder Oh God! yesterday than they did in the first round due to the winds that were gusting. Uh, you probably saw some shots on, there was one point, um, a giant gust came and like knocked down a bunch of those cardboard trash cans yeah. that they have around the course, and they were like roll. There was like six of them rolling down a hill, like you know, like an avalanche, like a landslide uh, coming down and, and crossing. There were tumbleweeds rolling across the fairway at, at certain point. You don't see that kind of wind that often at Torrey Pines. Now, the good news is today's supposed to go back to like Wednesday, nice, perfect, regular conditions. The problem is, is they and I was asking Angelica or. 10 News Meteorologist at work, Saturday. It's the rain, right? It's not rain, but it's marine layer, and it could be low marine layer, which means 
fog on the coast, and that Ugh. can be problematic for I've, golf. I've had to walk off that course before. In the fog. You cannot see I 15 well. feet in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> and that could be a, a cause for a disruption in play. And if that happens, and then Sunday and Monday, there is rain scheduled both of those days if they had to extend it, which could be a problem. So what will they do? Will fingers they, crossed will they... that they can get it through. They'll try to get it done on Saturday, obviously, if they can. Um, you know, and, and maybe the rain, if they don't, the rain might be light enough on Sunday to get it done for what they can't play on Saturday, but they'll do as much as they can on Saturday in and around any possible fog to try to get the tournament. Well, in. and that's why they moved it. They moved it so they didn't want to go head to head with the, uh, the championship games in the right. NFL. And, and, you know, maybe they could finish even before the NFL starts yeah. on Sunday if they, if they, they got a lot of it done on Saturday and there was just, you know, eight, eight to 10 holes left, get started at eight thirty nine in the morning. You'll be done before noon when the. The football games start, so you know there there's ways to work around it, or maybe the the clouds. You know, you never know with fog. Sometimes it's it's there, sometimes it's a little higher, and you're fine. It's just kind of a gray day, but it's not anything that you can't play through. So, well, good for Sam Ryder, man. Yeah, three, three shot lead right now. Um, I can't even imagine what's going through his head as he looks at the leaderboard and sees guys that have won several times on tour: Colin Morikawa, Jason Day, Sahith Thagala, uh, and of course John Rahm lurking back there. Uh, but Rom is eight strokes off the lead, but Rom won that tournament a couple of weeks ago, and I think he was nine strokes off the lead, wasn't he? In uh, in Hawaii, yeah. at the Century Tournament of Champions, he was, I believe, yeah. after the first hole, was he nine back? Nine back. On, on Sunday. Sunday. On the last day. So. And, and uh, you know, like I said. I that did, him and Morikawa? That was uh, Morikawa, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, just brutal. But, uh, you know, and this is... Got to be even tougher for a guy like Sam Ryder, who's never really been in this position before. So I would expect things to tighten up uh, probably today, you know, moving day. Usually it's Saturday, Friday, moving day on the PGA Tour. By the way, uh, Xander Schauffele, who did not play well in the first round on the North Course, managed a one-under on the South to make the cut at one-under par. Ricky Fowler made the cut at even par, but... A lot of the locals, like Charlie Hoffman, was four under, shot an eighty yesterday, and missed the cut. Wow. I mean, it was there was tough conditions and some high scores out there. You look at kind of the the bottom of the pack, and it's just a bunch of seventy eight, seventy seven, seventy nine, eighty, eighty, seventy seven, eighty, eighty, seventy nine, eighty three, eighty five out there on the. I mean, there was some high scores that were being shot yesterday at Torrey Pines. Man, that is. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but. Yeah, good for Sam Ryder. That's that's phenomenal, and, and you know I'm sure the the mentality is just don't mess it up, just don't mess it up. Try but to play a it, little bit cautious. But you really but can't. You shouldn't change your mentality at I all. I know. I know. And you know one of the things that's easy for him, he played with Brendan Steele. They were they were paired together the first two rounds, so they'll play again in the final group today. A little comfort factor, like hey, I've been playing with this guy. We've both been playing well. Let's just keep it going. Whatever we were doing the first two days, let's do it again today. Kind of ignore everybody else. They got a good little. They got a good little bump on the rest of the field, no essentially, doubt. that they can at least not feel like anyone's breathing down their neck at this point. Just keep playing and making some birdies and doing what they're doing. So we'll see how they do. Play uh, supposed to get started at 9 a.m. this morning, just on the south course here in the third round of the Farmers Insurance Open. All right, we'll come back. Let's go through the uh, the promotional calendar the Padres uh, revealed. I know the one item that... I'm most interested in. Probably, and you're never interested in these. Probably the opposite of the items that everybody else are I interested think I know. in. I think but, I know what you're going to Oh, God, I know exactly which one he wants. But there's actually two. I was kind of He already bought tickets for torn one. between. Yeah, sure. but, uh, definitely got to get one now, of those. You know you have to buy a ticket. You can't just walk in with your media pass. Yeah, right. It doesn't work. Yeah, they 
limited. They get a you get a limited supply of these things. So uh, we'll do that coming up. We still have our football picks to make uh, for the uh, conference championship games today as well. So stay tuned for that. It's Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the fan. Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, buy new roads. All right, we're going to go through uh, the giveaway schedule that the Padres announced yesterday. Head of Eric Gruppner joining us, the CEO, at 8 o'clock this morning. Definitely a lot of people I saw excited on uh, social media about the opportunities coming up this season. We'll get to all of that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, I think you can uh, you can divide the giveaways up into different categories this year. Uh, there are several hat giveaways, there are several shirt slash jersey giveaways, and there is a collection of different bobbleheads uh, that the Padres will be giving away this season, and a, and a couple of other you know odds and ends like a calendar, the the Pets and Padres calendar that they'll be doing as well. But uh, for the most part, I, I'd say those three are are the biggies: the hats. The wearables like shirts, jerseys, and the bobbleheads, and there were a lot of them. I was I was kind of stunned as to the just sheer quantity of giveaways. I I honestly, maybe it's just the uh, the ca- the Colonel budget in me. I was expecting a bit of a scale back, knowing you don't have to try quite as hard with such a good team on the field and so many tickets already sold that you don't have to go the extra mile on the promotional giveaways. Hey, give a few out, you know, be a be a good you know franchise for your fans but this is uh it was almost ridiculous looking at the list that they put out yesterday well you know i tweeted last night the dodgers are doing their fan fest and they're they're giving away free tickets but if you want to sign up for autographs and the quote-unquote vip experience they're charging their fans ben so uh i i think this organization is doing the right thing every single day and they they absolutely could have scaled back. They didn't. They 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 scaled up, and uh, the the stuff they're giving away is fantastic. I, I've got six or seven, eight things earmarked already that that oh, just yeah. look phenomenal. Oh yeah. All right, for the uh, the bobblehead lovers, the ones that the Padres uh, have set for this season, and I don't did they and I didn't see the dates announced. I got the list, got but you got the actual dates. Yeah. Yep. All right, so we've got the Juan Soto Soto Shuffle. Looks amazing. Bobblehead. Thursday, April 13th against the Dodgers. All right, right Brewers. there in the first month of the Bre- season. Brewers. excuse me. Uh, the Ha Sung Kim bobblehead. That is... I don't know how to 
order here. Yeah, it's out of order. See, I'm, I'm reading right, how about, off the I'll just, list. Uh, well, that's do it then. Tuesday, here. August 22nd against the Marlins. All right, look, Paul, you go uh, in order. Monday, then. May 15th, is the Manny Machado City Connect so bobblehead. So good. Monday the 15th against the Royals. I will most certainly be in attendance for that no one. No question. The, the the City Connect bobblehead looks unbelievable. It really does. <laughs> uh, we have a U Darvish bobblehead on Monday, the uh, July 24th against the Pirates. Tim, uh, high leg kick, making a pitch, and then he's wearing the like the alternate pinstripes in that one. The sand. The sand. Yeah. We have a Hassan Kim bobblehead. We mentioned that one. Thir- uh, Tuesday, August 22nd against the Marlins. We have a Fernando Tatis Ooh. Jr. bobblehead swinging a bat, watching it leave the park. That's Tuesday, September 5th against the Phillies. And that's it on the main, like, all-fan giveaways or almost all-fan giveaways. Um, it looks like they're doing 40000 for each bobblehead. So Where's the Mud and Dawn Just one? about now that. That's, no, that's a special one. Those are the theme nights. So those are different. You have to buy a special ticket for yeah. those. Uh, it's more of a limited supply. I, I don't know how many they give away each time, but I do know you've seen, like, different hats and stuff that they do on the theme nights. So it's definitely a limited amount. It's not going to be 40000 for the whole stadium. Right. But if you're looking through the theme nights, they have um, they have a really cool Hassan Kim hat, like a player hat series is what it's called. That's on June 3rd. They have the Obi-Wan, Wan Soto, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, Star Wars themed bobblehead. That's Star Wars weekend. The bobblehead is, I think it is the Friday night. Or maybe it's all three games. It just says Friday, June 16th through Sunday, June 18th against Tampa Bay. It doesn't say which actual game is the bobblehead. It might be all three. Um, and then you have the goats, Don and Mud, getting a bobblehead, a dual bobblehead. It's the two of them with microphones sitting at a desk, and they're pointing at each other. Uh, Friday, that's a Friday night, by the way. Friday, August 18th against Arizona. Mark your calendars. Get your theme tickets there, because... That's going to be a hot. So I'm going to guess the things that you want, Ben. Okay. The Joe Musgrove bucket hat. Yeah, definitely intrigued by the Joe Musgrove bucket hat. And the Padres straw hat. That's the one that I think would be a good new dog walking hat. Replace my current floppy hat. Anything is better than that. Straw hat going forward. I like a nice wide brim to cover my neck from the sun. If you wore a toilet seat around your neck, it would look cooler than that floppy (laughs) hat you wear. Probably. It would. I'm telling. I'm, it's comfy though. It's an easy, comfy wear. How much sun are you actually getting on your neck as you walk your? Hopefully dogs? none, because I'm wearing my floppy hats. Okay. Is just use sunscreen if you wanted. Yeah, it's a pain though. It's not. It really is. So you have to wear a nice wide-brimmed nice. hat to protect from the sun. I thought this was adorable. The Joe Musgrove growth chart. <laughs> that's one of the that kids. That's one of the kids Sunday both, giveaways. Both my kids' rooms. I think that's adorable. The Hawaiian shirt looks killer. Uh, the belt bag is something I'm very interested in. We just talked about me constantly losing my wallet. So what's the difference between a belt bag and a fanny pack? Nothing, I don't think. <laughs> it's just the new terminology yeah, for belt fanny bag. pack? So you don't feel so bad wearing a fanny pack? It's not a fanny pack. It, it's a belt bag. It really, fanny pack would indicate that you'd wear it on the back side. Yeah, fanny. Now, most, pe- most people wear their fanny packs in front, though, sure. like more like your belt. So maybe belt bag is a is a more accurate term for what we've been calling a fanny pack well, all this I time. I got to do something. I got to do something because I do always have a lot of stuff in my pocket. So I I definitely will be there for that.
The Hoffman Replica 98 jersey is killer. Right, so the, the hat, let's go back to the hat. So the, the main hat giveaways to the 40,000 fans, you mentioned the bucket hat, the Joe Musgrove bucket hat, the Padres straw hat. There also is an opening day hat and a Padres performance snapback hat as well. And then for the wearables, uh, the jersey items, you've got the Trevor Hoffman 1998 replica jersey. And there is also, you said, the uh, the Hawaiian shirt and a Padres hoodie and a Xander Bogart City Connect jersey shirt as well. Hoodie looks cool. The hoodie yeah. looks really it's cool. All, it's, it's all white great. pinstripe with black sleeves. And then it's got the pockets, uh, the... Is it not? Is it brown or black sleeves? I thought it was brown. Uh, it's probably dark brown. Yeah, I think in the pocket, in the your hand pocket in the middle is yeah, dark brown. Looks as well. really, really cool. And then on the theme nights, I'm still looking through some of those. Uh, they don't have an image yet, but on what day is it? Friday, July 28th, Snellzilla night against the Rangers it says celebrate Bump Day on Friday, July 28th by purchasing a special theme game package. That includes the tickets to the Padres Rangers game and a limited edition Blake Snell Snellzilla figurine. We have all of the the bobbleheads in in our office at home. The Mandalorian one, um, and they're all they are, it, it looks so great. My kids love them. We love them. Uh, the Crony one, uh, the Tatis one. It looks so good. I can't wait to collect all these this year. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's a it's a really amazing lineup. They knocked uh, now, it out of the park. Did you see I, Don Arcillo? This is actually his third, third bobblehead. Yeah. He posted yesterday <laughs> yeah. that he, this one he liked even better than the first two. Can you imagine being a radio TV broadcaster and having three of your own bobbleheads? I can't. I mean, just one bobblehead cool. would be a bucket list type achievement, you know, for a professional career, and to have three of them is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting that one too. That's one that that, that needs to go uh, in the case at home for sure. All right. So you mentioned the Padres signed someone the other day. Yeah, it's a little I, I interesting. A minor league signing that we didn't talk about earlier this week. That this could be our next BOG, right? Um, they signed third baseman Jansen Witt to a minor league deal. He is 33 years old. Ben played in Japan last year where he hit only 195. He's never played in the majors. But in 2021, he hit 299 with 19 bombs for the Mariners, AAA affiliate, the uh, Tacoma Rainiers. Um, they're going to be looking for some of these high-ceiling bats. They're going to stash them down in El Paso. But I Googled this guy, uh, Jansen Witt, and there's so many like articles about him, about how powerful he is, like how, how good of a power hitter he is. This flew completely under my radar. Uh, I even saw BOG uh, tweeting at him. I guess they played together in Japan, played against each other. Uh, but yeah, just kind of another another sneaky under the uh, under the radar move uh, from AJ Preller, looking to store some some power bats down in uh, in El Paso. Um, but yeah, I'd, uh, I had a buddy reach out and say, "Hey man, you gotta, you gotta look at this guy. You gotta look at this guy a little bit." So I did, and and um, there's an article about him from 2020. You won't find his name on many prospect rankings, but Jansen Witt is a vital piece of the Red Sox system. Coaches always talk about how to be a professional, but it's different when you have a guy like him to show you how to be a professional. Seems like a uh, seems like a pretty good dude, and uh, you know who knows who knows if he'll get a shot this year. But uh, Padres did pick him up as well a couple days ago. Flew right under the radar. Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't seen that either. But uh, yeah, he's joined the the team on a minor league contract. Now, he didn't 
He didn't have much of a season in Japan at all. Last year. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, he struggled pretty badly, but um, you know he has produced in the minor leagues for sure. Played at TCU with, with some power as well. So he's a big Matt Carpenter fan. Uh, but yeah, he's he's hit some he's hit some bombs down in the minors, man. Now let's be honest. You know, it's going to be very tough for him to break up into the, the Padres infield, especially and crack this lineup. And I say that uh, we knew the Padres lineup is shaping up pretty good. ESPN came out this morning with their uh, 2023 MLB lineup rankings. Bradford Doolittle putting out his, he calls it his way too early list, although he says it's not that early anymore. We're pretty pretty locked in with most teams and what they're going to be putting out there in the lineup. And I'll give you the top five here. I'll count them down. The, uh, the number five lineup going into the season, the Toronto Blue Jays. Makes sense. Guys like uh, George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, right at the top. They added uh, Brandon Belt in the offseason, a couple of other players. Uh, number four, the defending World Series champion, Houston Astros. Uh, you kind of know what they, they come up with, but obviously a deep line up there. Uh, number three, the Atlanta Braves, uh, with the addition of Sean Murphy now uh, to go with you know Acuna, Riley, Olsen, Albies, some of their stars. Uh, the number two lineup, according to ESPN, the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, that's an interesting choice. Obviously, you got Goldschmidt and Arenado, but they uh, they like their depth top to bottom, good strike zone command, uh, good uh, patience at the plate, going to make other teams' pitching staffs work really, really hard. And then the number one lineup going into the 2023 season, your San Diego Padres. Number one. Yeah. Number one. And under, um, under best traits, he says everything. Worst traits, he says nothing. And here's just a little write-up. Number one. Hey, thank you. There we go. Uh, the name missing from the projected opening day lineup, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, but once he returns, at that point, the Padres will have four MVP-level producers atop their batting order. The talent is staggering. Not just a collection of names, either. It's also a group that does everything well. Padres rank in the top 10 in all seven of our skill categories, which is why they get to be designated as good at everything and bad at nothing. Wow. The Padres forecast to rank third in park-adjusted batting average, top the majors in secondary average, which covers pretty much everything. And it's a deep lineup. The Padres have eight players forecasted to finish in the 70th percentile or better by OPS, including the four MVP hopefuls in the 90 to 100 group. In fact, they're all in the 95th percentile or above. Simply put, Given good health and representative performances from its core, this might well turn out to be the best offense in Padres history. It's incredible. Number one on the list in the lineup. Makes me nervous. You know I like to fly under the radar. And it's not as though the Padres have a great lineup, but nothing on the pitching end either. Right. They have a, a very solid starting rotation with some questions on the back end depth and a very solid looking bullpen going into this season. And with depth. Tons of depth. I wonder as we approach, you know, opening day, you know, usually the major sites in the day or two before opening day will make their picks, you know, division champs, World Series champs. I wonder how popular the Padres are going to be as a choice this year. Probably would, probably pretty good. I think I, so, too. I was thinking about it driving in this morning, um, you know, still thinking about the Dodgers and what they have. And, you know, they win the division every year, so you're going to have to watch out for them, certainly. But um, they don't, they're not a team full of scrubs. They, they're going to have, they have a lot of question marks, though, probably for the first time, Ben, that I can remember. Um, they've got a lot of question marks. But, you know, we've, we've seen them do it before with, with guys playing out of position, guys that got called up. Um, I fully expect them to be in the mix, but you do feel like this is our best chance to win a division in the last, God, I mean, how long? Forever. 
To win a division? To win a division. Yeah, probably since the mid-2000s. Right. When so, they actually won, won right. a couple of divisions. Right. But that was... That was less because their teams were so good. It was more because the Dodgers the re- were and the rest of the and division, the rest of the wasn't division very was bad. good at that time. Yeah. So, you know, this is the the best year that the you have the most talent and opportunity to do it. One of the biggest wild cards, obviously, is what you're going to get from Fernando Tatis Jr. after he missed a whole season. We got a, a bit of an update oh. on that. We'll share for you coming up. Play a little take on Woods Friday edition as well. All ahead here with Better Woods on 97.3 The Fan. <laughs>